You are Locked On Phillies, your daily Philadelphia Phillies podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, guys? It is Friday, October 11th, 2019. This is Locked On Phillies. I'm Tim Kelly. And the Gabe Kapler era is over. The Phillies announced Thursday morning that Kapler won't return as a team's manager in 2020. Per Bob Nightingale of USA Today, they'll pay him $1 million in 2020. Whether it's next year or in the future, I think he'll manage again. He could surface on TV for a while. He could end up in a front office role. In any event, I think we're a long way away from being done talking about Gabe Kapler We're also a long way away from being done talking about Postmates because Postmates is awesome. One of the best apps you can download, the best app for food delivery. They're your personal food delivery, grocery delivery, whatever kind of delivery service all year round. Right now, Postmates is giving Locked On Phillies listeners $100 in free delivery credit for your first seven days. Download the Postmates app and use the promo code LOCKEDON. The Vivid Seats app is also a sponsor of today's show. Let the Vivid Seats app help you make a memory that lasts a lifetime. Download the Vivid Seats app and enter the promo code POSTSEASON at checkout to receive a discount of up to $100. I'm sure once we're removed from the Gabe Kapler firing for a bit, there will be a time to really reflect on his tenure because it certainly wasn't uneventful. And like I said, I don't get the sense we're going to stop talking about it anytime soon. But especially since the Phillies waited so long to decide on Kapler, they need to pivot immediately to finding a new manager, among other roles they need to fill this offseason. They're competing with seven other teams, and we don't know necessarily what the future of Dave Roberts is after the Dodgers' early exit in the postseason. So they could be competing with eight teams, and a lot of these are very attractive jobs. So I wrote for philliesnation.com a list of 10 potential candidates. I would suggest you go check that out. But I'm actually going to get a little bit more in-depth here. And I'm going to start with some candidates that I think will be discussed and maybe even interview probably aren't fits at that time. The first is bench coach Rob Thompson. Uh, He's been asked to return to the Philly staff in 2020. For the past two seasons, he's been Gabe Kapler's bench coach. Prior to that, he spent a decade on Joe Girardi's staff with the New York Yankees, mostly as a bench coach. He did coach third base for a few years, I believe. He interviewed for the Yankees managerial job when Joe Girardi was let go after the 2017 season. Look, if for nothing else to show the show respect to Thompson, I think he'll get an interview, and one way or another, he'll be a vital member of the 2020 staff. My guess is that it'll be as the bench coach, though, not as the manager. One name I've heard quite a bit discussed is former Angels manager Mike Sosha. He's from Upper Darby. Uh, John Heyman of Radio.com reported on Big Time Baseball late in the season that, yeah, Mike Sosha would have interest in the job, but the fit really doesn't seem to be good here. Sosha won a power struggle over former Angels uh, general manager Jerry Depoto, who's now the, Ma- the Mariners general manager. Jerry Depoto actually resigned because he wasn't given the clearance by Artie Moreno, the Angels owner, to fire Mike Sosha because DePoto didn't feel that Sosha was implementing the analytical information uh, into his instruction and in-game decision-making enough. And it's not just as simple as the fact that Matt Klintak also was analytically inclined. It goes deeper than that because Matt Klintak was the assistant general manager for the Angels under Jerry DePoto. So 
not only do I not think Mike Sosha is going to prove to be a serious contender for this job, I, it wouldn't shock me if he doesn't end up interviewing at all, but certainly he's someone worth mentioning. Another guy worth mentioning, and I think he has a pretty similar profile to what Alex Cora had a few years ago, is Mark DeRosa. He's currently a studio analyst for MLB Network, and a very good one. Uh, he had a 16-year career as a utility player, and man, you don't hang around 16 years as a utility player if you're not really good at things just beyond playing baseball. Most Phillies fans will remember him as part of the Bobby Cox era Atlanta Braves. He's from Northern Jersey, though. He has a degree from the Wharton School of Business at Penn, so he has some semi-local connections. I don't think this job is going to prove to be right for him, but I think at some point, if he chooses, he's going to be a manager. In a lot of senses, it's similar to Raul Abanez. If Raul Abanez was interested in managing right now, he maybe would have been my top pick for this job, and he almost certainly would have gotten a job this offseason and frankly probably would have got a job prior to this if he was interested in doing it but he told the Los Angeles Times that right now is not his time so I'm going to take him at his word for that I would imagine the Phillies will place a call though and maybe he changes his mind I don't ultimately anticipate that being the case Uh, another guy who it might not be his time because I think his profile from an optics sense is a little too close to what Gabe Kapler was a few years ago, is Sam Fold. He's the Phillies Major League Player Information Coordinator. He's only 37. He played as recently as 2015. And his job is to essentially be the go-between between the front office and even the coaching staff and players regarding analytical information, why you should take this seriously, uh, how you should implement it into your game, things like that. Because it's one thing to have an executive say, hey, man, we're seeing this trend. If you do this, throw this pitch more, uh, take the first pitch more, whatever trend you're seeing. But players look at that and say, oh, well, this guy never played at the major league level. Sam Fold did that. He interviewed last year for the Toronto Blue Jays job opening. Ultimately, he pulled himself out, but he was said to have done very well in the interview. I believe that that was Ken Rosenthal and Jerry Krasnick that reported on both those. He's probably a long shot in this case, but I think at some point in the next five years, he's going to be a manager somewhere. Uh, Someone that almost certainly is going to be a manager next season is Joe Madden. Um, it, it seems overwhelmingly likely he's going to be the Angels manager before going to the Rays and then the Cubs. He spent over three decades in the Angels organization. But Bob Nightingale of USA Today did report shortly after Kapler's firing that the Phillies do pique his interest. He's from Hazleton, so I mean, uh, nationally they'll say, oh, he's returning home. Hazleton's not close to Philly, but it's home in a relative sense, I would, I would say, in Pennsylvania. At this point, though... All indications are that he wants to manage somewhere in Southern California, so whether that's the Angels, I think the Padres are a super attractive job. They've spent money. They have one of the best young players in the sport in Fernando Tatis. They have a beautiful stadium. You get to live in San Diego, and you don't have the major media pressure that you have in Philadelphia, New York, Chicago, Boston. So one of those two ways, I think he'll end up there. But Joe Madden certainly someone you're going to hear discussed, and I think he'll be a manager somewhere next year, probably not in Philadelphia. BlueChew.com is a sponsor of today's show. BlueChew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach, and since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill. 
Right now, we've got a special deal for Locked On Phillies listeners. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free when you use our special promo code MLB. All you have to do is pay $5 shipping. Again, that's BlueChew.com, promo code MLB to get your first shipment free. Here are five candidates that I would say are the front runners the day after the decision of Gabe Kapler being fired. The first is Dusty Baker, and I don't know that he'll ultimately prove to be one of the top two or three, but the connections, the he fits kind of the profile of what people seem to think the Phillies are going to look for in Kapler's replacement. Uh, he's never been heralded for his in-game decision-making, but he's managed four teams, the Giants, the Cubs, the Reds, and the Nationals. They've all had regular season success. He left all four situations with a record over 500. Frankly, I think it was a mistake for the Nationals to fire him a few years ago. Granted, he's gotten to manage excellent talent. I mean, he's he managed Barry Bonds, Sammy Sosa, Joey Votto, Max Scherzer. Uh, talent-wise, those are four Hall of Fame caliber players for different reasons they may or may not end up in the uh, Hall of Fame, but Dusty Baker got to manage uh, them. Players generally really respect Dusty Baker, and I think he's someone you would love to sit down in a bar and just talk not only about baseball, but just about life. He's an interesting guy. Um, There was, though, uh, Chelsea James, who now covers uh, politics for the Washington Post, was an excellent Nationals beat writer. She kind of hinted uh, when Baker was let go in October of 17 that maybe him and Bryce Harper weren't keen on each other, and that may not altogether rule him out of this job, but it, it certainly doesn't help his case. I don't think Bryce Harper is going to be sitting in on the net, on the meetings for the next manager, but you, he's going to be here for 12 years, so you'd rather not pick someone that he wouldn't be high on. Um the thing with Dusty Baker is there kind of seems to be a shelf life wherever he goes. He's going to be 70 years old. Uh, he is 70 years, years old. So uh, without being ageist, because some people are just different. Uh, almost assuredly, whoever wins the 2020 presidential election is going to be older than Dusty Baker is right now. So if he's up to it and has the energy, by all means, uh, I do think, though, when you hire a manager, whether this is realistic or not, you'd like to think this guy's going to be here, you know, eight or nine years like Charlie Manuel was. And I'm not sure Dusty Baker, for a variety of reasons, probably more the shelf life thing than anything, is going to be that guy. But he's someone you'll hear discussed. John Farrell was uh, the former Blue Jays and Red Sox manager. He was the bronze medalist the last time the Phillies did a managerial search. He did help the Red Sox win the World Series in 2013. Uh, at that time, Ben Sherrington, who was a very forward-thinking uh, general manager, he's now in the Blue Jays uh, front office. Uh, he collaborated with him, so he's able to work with an analytically inclined front office. But he was also let go after the 2017 season, and I think there was a fair, fairly universal perception that for a couple seasons the Red Sox had underachieved. I don't think this is directly correlated to him, but the year after he left, Alex Cora, who was a first-time manager, led them to a franchise record with 108 wins, and they... Kicked down the door on their way to the World Series, which doesn't reflect overly well, right or wrong. That said, he's a former pitcher, former pitching coach, uh, obviously former manager, and the Phillies have done a really poor job at developing pitching talent once it reaches the major league level in recent years. So that could make him interesting. 
The one candidate that I think that doesn't have managerial experience that could really become a serious contender is an internal guy, and he's the one I think of any internal candidate is the most likely, and that's Dusty Wathen, the third base coach. He's the winningest manager in the history of the Reading franchise at Phillies AA. He managed the Iron Pigs, a AAA team in 2017, uh, and then he's been on Gabe Kapler's staff the past two seasons. He was the runner-up to Gabe Kapler in the last managerial search. Some people thought he should have got it. His dad was a manager. He interviewed for the Rangers job last offseason. So there's a good chance he's going to be a manager eventually. Whether he would be a sexy enough pick in this search or if the Phillies would hire someone from Gabe Kapler's staff to be the manager, that remains to be seen. And you know, right or wrong, Dusty Wathen has a lot of experience managing. He doesn't have experience managing at the major league level. And it, it really does appear whether subconsciously or consciously, that the Phillies will probably pick someone that has managerial experience. They did announce, though, that he's been asked to return to the 2020 staff. So again, he's one of these type of guys that, whether it's as the manager or back as the third base coach, he's likely going to play a big role for the Phillies in 2020. Uh, Joe Girardi is another name. Uh, obviously called the ALCS or ALDS last night on Fox does a tremendous job. It actually is a shame he's going to be a manager again in this sense because he does some work for Radio.com where I work with uh, and then does some work with Fox, does some work on Yankees games. He's really quite good both as an analyst, as a color commentator, just as kind of a guest for a radio. He's an interesting guy, smart, intelligent, but he won National League Manager of the Year in 2006, which was his lone season as the Florida Marlins manager. Uh, disagreed with ownership there, which was an incompetent ownership group, so I think you kind of write that one off. And then the Yankees let him go after 2017, all he did there was losing Game 7 in the ALCS to the the team that the Astros had ultimately won the World Series and has become a mini-dynasty. Sometimes a, a new voice is needed, but in 10 seasons as Yankees manager, Joe Girardi was 200 games over 500. Uh, Brian Cashman did suggest after moving on from Girardi that he didn't think he was effective enough in speaking to younger players, so that's something the Phillies will have to feel out, but he's had two seasons out of the game to attempt to retool himself as a manager, and frankly, it was pretty damn good the last time he managed, and he, he seems very uh, much like he's eager to be a manager again next season, so whether it's the Phillies or any other team this offseason, I think he's going to be a manager, and I think he's going to be a successful manager again because he's He's pretty much always been successful in whatever he's done in his baseball career. And then the final candidate is Buck Showalter, uh, former manager of the Orioles, Diamondbacks, Rangers, and Yankees, not in that order, actually in the exact opposite order of I just said. Uh, Todd Zalecki said of MLB.com that the Phillies would have liked to interview Showalter to be their manager the last time they had a vacancy. And I thought about that, and I really do think the Phillies were looking for someone of the Kapler, Sam Fold, Raul Abanias type mold last time. So I don't know if he was available last time, if he would have ultimately been the pick. But this time, I think he is 
probably the front runner. Uh, in any event, he didn't get to interview last time because he was the Orioles manager still. He's available now. He wants to manage again. Uh, Matt Gelb of The Athletic wrote earlier this week, even before Gabe Kapler was let go, that there was mutual interest between the two sides. His tenure in Baltimore did overlap for varying degrees of length with much of the Phillies' current front office, Andy McPhail, Matt Klintak, Ned Rice, who's the assistant general manager. And the thing about Buck Showalter is you get someone that is a quote-unquote baseball guy, and I hate that term because to say that Gabe Kapler, who was a 57th round pick, had a 12-year career in baseball, has been an analyst, front office, and manager isn't a baseball guy is stupid. But Buck Showalter is a little bit more traditional, but also willing to work with this front office. We know that because he's done it in the past. Granted, uh, some of the faces were in different roles. I, I do think, though, you could bring him in and you appease maybe what John Middleton's looking for and what some more traditional baseball observers are looking for. And you can also say that, oh, but our front office, he was their pick too. He might have even been our their pick a few seasons ago if he had been available. Because realistically, it's the worst kept secret in the world that Matt Klintak wanted to keep Gabe Kapler. So John Middleton made the decision ultimately to fire Gabe Kapler. And it leaves you wondering, well, what exactly is Matt Klintak what is his power at this point in the front office? And one of the easiest ways to at least attempt to cool that narrative is to bring in someone he's worked with in the past and say, this was always his guy. He's worked with him in Baltimore. He would have loved to work with him again two years ago. And now that he got the chance, he's going to work with him again. So I'm sure last time Gabe Kapler was not on my radar. I'll put it that way. So he's someone... Uh, Buck Schultz, I think, is a favorite, but somebody else could ultimately emerge, and we shall see what happens. One final thing, I think it would behoove the Phillies to follow one aspect of the Yankees' managerial search blueprint. After the Yankees parted ways with Joe Girardi after the 2017 season, they conducted a pretty extensive managerial search with a few unique, or with a unique twist, uh, after candidates interviewed for the job in 2017, they actually held a press conference with the Yankees' assembled media, beat writers, radio personalities, everyone in the press corps. And at the time, some, and I'll, I'll count myself as that, thought it was strange that you're having you know, six, seven, however many guys they had do interviews with the media. But being able to handle the media is part of being in the biggest market in the country. And the Yankees search ended up with them hiring somebody with media savvy, which was Aaron Boone, who played in New York and then was on ESPN as a baseball analyst. And he's been wildly successful in his first two years as manager. I know he inherited a good team. I know Joe Girardi probably would have continued to be successful there. But the Yankees lost a ton of people this season, injury-wise, throughout the course of the season. They still won over 100 games. They won what is traditionally baseball's best division, and they're going to the ALCS now. So things have worked out. And one of the things I think the Phillies really failed to do during the Gabe Kapler era was control the narrative. They allowed the narrative to be defined by people outside the organization. And that doesn't mean that someone like me, when the Phillies push a narrative, is going to automatically buy into it. But they didn't do a good enough job at getting anyone to buy into it. Analytics became a buzzword with an extremely negative connotation to quite a few fans, even if those fans couldn't really define what exactly analytics means to them. 
Uh, there became a narrative like I just talked about that Gabe Kapler wasn't a baseball guy, even though he played 12 seasons in the league because he believed in analytics. Uh, I also think because Gabe Kapler was uber positive, which let's face it, isn't something we're used to in the Philadelphia sports scene. I think literally I was talking about this with somebody. He's from California. He's muscular. The same reasons people don't like Tom Brady is because you can look at Charlie Manuel or Larry Bowen and think, yeah, I could picture that guy being my friend. I could picture myself being that guy. You don't look at Gabe Kapler as this guy that looks like a bodybuilder. He literally is from Hollywood and think, yeah, this is like uh, Chuck I know from down the street. It's He is not. It was different. Uh, and that led to the narrative that he wasn't a Philly guy, which... Maybe he didn't connect, and he ultimately didn't connect, but I don't think that was for a lack of effort. I don't think it was because he didn't work hard. And the type of stories we love in Philadelphia was the story of Gabe Kapler's career where a 57th-round pick spent 12 years in the league and has turned being a 57th-round pick into a, a, a bevy of career options after playing the game. That's usually the type of story we love, but that, that narrative didn't get out there. And it became clear that the Phillies lost their public relations battle on the manager, and they've lost it on the front office, too. The front office is still intact right now, and that's something that you're going to have to monitor moving forward. And while disgruntled fans and sports radio callers and whoever shouldn't determine how an organization operates, you also don't want your customers to become apathetic or have the impression that you always think you know better than them. Even if you do and it's your job to, you don't want to give off that uh, perception. And Matt Clentak used that phrase twice last offseason, once when talking about uh, the potential pursuit of Manny Machado and once when talking about what Gabe Kapler learned in his first offseason. He said the phrase, perception matters. And the Phillies seemed to become aware last offseason that they didn't do a good enough job crafting a message that pleased their fans in 2018. But here we are a year later, and the perception of how John Middleton and the Phillies handled uh, Gabe Kapler weighing his future is an utter disaster. And the perception of the organization certainly isn't better, and I would venture to say it's probably worse. Uh, ultimately, the Phillies should hire the candidate that they believe gives them the best chance to be a sustained contender. But like New York, part of managing in Philadelphia is being able to connect with the media and connect with the fan base. Aaron Boone has done it with the Yankees, but Gabe Kapler failed to do so in Philadelphia. Mickey Callaway failed to do so in New York, and that was another guy they considered last time they searched for a manager. Uh, th there's just some guys you can tell. You remember Jim Tom Sula, who coached the 49ers for a season, how awkward his introductory press conference was? Do you remember the pictures of Adam Gase, uh, who may end up being one and done with the Jets this year? The pictures of him eyes wide open, even after he had managed in a, or coached in another market uh, on the New York Post and whatever New York tabloid or uh newspaper the next day you just get the sense with some guys from the the second you see them introduced yeah that, that's probably not going to work out so the thinking and having them talk to the media is you can kind of sift through that and text test the waters because part of managing in, in a city like Philadelphia that comes with the financial wherewithal that the Phillies possess and the 
expectations of this fan base is being able to keep the media at bay, the fan base at bay. And that doesn't mean that Doug Peterson or Charlie Manuel or whatever successful manager in this town didn't have times where people were at their throats, but it certainly wasn't as consistent as the Gabe Kapler era proved to be. And it shouldn't be impossible for the Philadelphia Phillies, one of the teams that should be one of the most attractive organizations to work for. I don't know that they are right now, but that's what they should be. It shouldn't be hard for them to find someone that both communicates well with players and is good at getting the most out of players both in-game and in terms of instruction, and then also have a, a dynamic where this person handles the media very well. That, that to me... Uh, is kind of what they're looking for in a managerial candidate. Uh, and if having them meet with the media after interviews helps them to find that, then I, I think it would be a good idea. We will have a ton more to get into. I, I'm trying to think of the last time there was a slow off season for the Phillies. Certainly wasn't any of the last few. I mean, maybe it was 2014, the last off season of Ruben Amaro being the general manager, which gives you an idea of how long it's been. So we will have just a ton to discuss throughout this off season: arbitration projections, free agency projections, uh, managerial search. Go down the list. There will be a ton to talk about this off season, and how we haven't even got back into reliving some of the good and bad parts of the 2019 season. I will be here to discuss it all. You can follow me on Twitter at Tim Kelly Sports and read my work on philliesnation.com and radio.com. I'll talk to you guys next week.